Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to John Lee. John is one of the most prolific filmers in the UK. He has been responsible for James Bower's best section to date, Sweet Shin Music, and arguably Leon Humphrey's best section to date, Devotion. He recently released Sam Croft's USD Aeon promo, which again is probably one of Sam's strongest sections. John has just been on an absolute tear the past few years. He also released uh, Alex Burston's Vanilla and Days and Nights in London, or Seven Days and Nights in London. Seven Days in London. I can't remember what it was called. Basically, he has filmed with some of the best skaters in the UK and managed to get the absolute finest blading out of them that anyone has. He's also made promos for Dirtbox, for Razors, USD, uh, Nizzle Brain Apparel, others that I can't remember off the top of my head. And way back in the day, he made full-length videos as well. I think he did Lords of Movement, Capital Rollers video. I think he had some involvement in Egg or filmed it. I can't remember if he edited it or not. Basically, John has got a long and varied history in UK blading, and he's still making stuff to this day. So just want to catch up with him, find out what he's been up to, talk about the new Sam Crofts promo, which was just absolutely awesome what it was like living with Leon for, I think he lived with Leon for a year in London. And I think that was after they worked on Devotion and then they worked on his Go project, Pro Wheel promo. Um, Basically, John has got a ton of stories, so I'm sure they have lots of interesting things to say. Me and John haven't always got on. In fact, there was a while where he used to give me a really hard time. So we'll probably touch on that at some point. But I've always had a lot of respect for him because he's a character and Blading needs more of that. He's outspoken. I don't always agree with what he says, but I admire his bravery to say it. Um, And I just think he makes Blading, people like him make Blading more interesting. We need characters. We need people that, you know, don't just agree with everyone and just play nice just for the sake of it. We need people that are willing to be controversial, to stand up and voice their opinions. And I think it makes our sport stronger for it. So I can't wait to hear what John has to say for himself. Before that though, cue the music. We're in action. That was Round two. that was a lot more. Uh, that was a, a lot more plain sailing than the last time where you messed about for about five minutes. So what happens when you haven't had a few beers beforehand? Okay, um, you know, come a bit more coherent and uh, you're able to do things a bit more, uh, you know, conveniently. But I've got my little rigs up again. I've got some muzzle wheels holding this up and wires and shit. It's, it's we should be kosher. Nice homemade stand. Right, cheers. Cheers for letting me do this again. <laughs> so I have to like explain that I was a bit of a mess last time we did this and probably went over the top with a few things, but hey, that's that's me in a nutshell uh, after a few beers. So. Yeah, it's becoming a theme. First Sam did it, now you did it. I think the next time someone asks me if they can re-record it, I'm just going to lie and say we went live and go, no, you can't, sorry. <laughs> well, you, you could do that, but I mean, that depends on how harsh you want to be. <laughs> If you're a drinker and you're from London, you're probably going to be a bit of a mess on a podcast. That's just how it goes. Um, 
uh, you know, unless you're fully reserved, in which point you, you might as well not bother because you're going to be boring. So, right. So, are we just to assume that guys guys from down south are melts and can't handle a drink? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, speaking of which, yeah. I have it on good authority. You're a really big fan of uh, the skateboarder Dustin Dolan. In fact, I'm pretty sure yeah. Bauer, Bauer told me a story once about how you and him were both due to go home to like your separate houses in London or not London, like as in you were both in London, you were both due to go home to your families or whatever for Christmas. And you yeah. both, you both put it off so that you could watch his episode of Nine Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got absolutely hammered. I can't remember the reason. There probably was no reason. We were just at his and we got battered and feeling pretty shit the next morning. And then boom, you know, the logo appears on YouTube with Dolan's face and like, I think like 30 odd bottles of Stella in front of him. We're like, yeah, today let's sack it all off and get straight in here. And yeah. he didn't let down. I mean, it was just epic beyond belief. All his stories and all the like, you know, his life travels through skating and what it's brought to him. Highs and the lows, wicked. Yeah, wicked. He, he basically drank a box of Stella to himself during that that interview. That was wild. Yeah, they, they were they weren't the small boys either. They were the, they were the big boys. And uh, there was that point. I think it got a couple of hours in, and it went from like having like ten or fifteen bottles to all of a sudden having like almost <laughs> double that. And you're like, hold on, what happened in that in that bit there? Did he was he too fucked or? Yeah, because at the end he seems still quite coherent, but who knows? It's like alcohol, isn't it? You go in and out of waves of yeah. talking sense and then talking utter nonsense. So I just couldn't believe how quickly he was putting them away. Like I, I like a drink, but he was like he he was doing it as if there was a time limit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's 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 the thing, isn't it? Like alcohol sneaky like that, and especially if you like you having too much of a good time at the beginning, you think it's going to keep on going. And then you'll get, you, you know, a good few in and then all of a sudden your body, it hits your body and then boom, you're out. You're, you, you become a different person. Yeah. So what is it, what is it you and James Bauer like so much about Dustin Dawn? It's just, uh, he, he lives, he likes, he does everything to the fullest, doesn't he? Like, not just the drinking, but his whole persona is go hard and that's it and have a good time doing it. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit really. So, so it seems, or maybe See, you know, you can say you don't give a shit, but normally those kind of people give too much of a shit about the things they care about. And I think he cares so much that um, he follows everything through like 200%. Like, just look at his skating. It's all in. Like, the slams he takes are phenomenal, but yet he'll get up and, you know, well, if he can get up, there's a few, you know, is this is where he's definitely not getting up because he's knocked out. But yeah. do you know what I mean? It's not just skating and drinking. It's everything. He's just passionate and it's... And it shows. So, you know, that's why he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's a wee guy, but he can definitely, he can take a beating. I would not like to get into, see see someone that can handle that much pain and just like relentlessly get back up. That's not the kind of guy you want to get into a fight with. I imagine if you punched him in the face, he'd laugh. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably enjoy it. Yeah. Probably, probably, uh, what, what else you got? Do you want another one? Congress. Put it right there. I think he's the kind of guy that would just keep coming at you, and you'd be like, "Okay, now you're now you're kind of freaking me out. I'm 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 done here." Yeah. Well, it's it's fascinating. Like you, you know, you're bringing on this thing about pain, and we we touched upon this. I don't want to make things boring. Like we're talking about the same things as last time, but touching on pain, you know, we uh, we were speaking about the breathing techniques last time, and maybe just maybe he the way that his body reacts to breathing gives him access to the pain parts of the system in the brain. 
which then enable him to be able to like say fuck it and get up and get on with it or maybe it's the alcohol maybe it's both who knows but um yeah there's a lot going on at the moment you know with this whole breathing stuff and how it affects your body and how it affects uh the endocrine system and all the grey matter parts of your brain that we don't use that we can now have access to apparently. So maybe he just has that within him. That's you know how 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 many people do you know that can get that fucked up and skate that good and take that many bells and keep doing it for how old is he? Like 40, 40 odd? Yeah, but his body's got to be a mess. Let's be honest. Like it's got it's, to it, be. It probably is, but like there are there have been people that are, are lesser of a man than he is. That, that can't hack a few drinks uh, for a, a week or two, let alone doing that daily, consistently skating hard for that long. I mean, it's obviously going to catch up to you at some point. But That's what I mean. What's, what, what are the implications going to be when he's older? What When he's like 45, he just drops dead from a heart attack. Like, there's... God knows, but at least he's lived. <laughs> at least he's fucking <laughs> that's, that's lived. That's true, yeah. The memoirs of Dustin Dolan would be very, very interesting. I would definitely buy that. I'm actually quite surprised he's not had something like that because he's had obviously he's had like epically laterds and stuff like that, but he must have yeah. he must have a ton of untold stories. And yeah, yeah, no he, doubt. He'd be a moron not to catalogue them in some way. Maybe maybe that's his retirement fund. He's just uh you know maybe he's chipping away on his typewriter. I'm sure he's got a typewriter typewriter. I'm sure he's the type type of guy that would he, have he, one. he strikes me as the type of guy that would go go full analogue, yeah. Yeah, because even like his style of editing when he edits stuff, like he, I think he did the Baker videos with Reynolds, as far I'm, as I I'm, know. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure I remember him saying that he was responsible for filming and editing, like, yeah. a really huge part of was it either two or three. Because I remember, like, yeah, Andrew was leaning on him quite heavy to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's, he's quite the artist in his mind and his, in his, uh, fucked up way of, uh, viewing things and i think it's great because look at how well baker's done all the baker videos are done let alone his seven day weekend uh ditties on youtube and stuff they're just fascinating like there's a lot of wildness but a lot of uh knowledge being dropped at the same time so it's good i feel like that and like you yeah you mentioned baker and like the piss trunks and all that kind of just party hard skate hard mentality has had like a massive <laughs> impact on yeah your output particularly in the kind of like videos that you want to put out is that like well yeah kind of because but then it all goes hand in hand because like if you're getting pissed up and you're having a fucking wild time with your mates out on skates what that's going to be in your videos it's just going to be as is it's not just like oh shit, I've watched Baker, I'm just going to do that now. Like everything that oh, I've always yeah. made. No, I, I don't mean like that, I just mean as in, in your, for, and I don't mean as in you saw that and went, oh, I'm going oh, okay. to yeah. imitate no. that. I mean as in you saw that and went, oh, I res like that resonates with me. I want to document us yeah. doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I was just like, wow, look, someone, someone's putting something out like, like that out there with all the pretty <laughs> dirty, grimy shit. It's, it's inevitable for us not to, you know, you know, it's for us to do that because we need to, because it's there. It's part of this. It's part of our part of London. A part of London skating. It's part of skating in general, unless you're, you know, straight edge Tom Heiser lover, you know. Kevin, get out, mate. Get out of here, Kevin. Kevin. Oh God. Um, <laughs> but. That's actually quite fun. I need to pull you up about something that and it weirdly is like indirectly connected to Kevin, but yeah, I'll mention that in a minute. But most people, when they go like, so say for example, like 
me and the boys like a drink, but I just never really, I never remember to document it. So like, say you've been out skating all day and then you go out for beers yeah. afterwards or dinner or whatever. Like we do all that, but I've just never, it's never crossed my mind to like always have the camera on, always keep it rolling, always catch everything, all the funny, dumb stuff you get up to late at night. Whereas you seem to have made a concerted effort to make sure that you get all of it or as much yeah, but, of it as possible. Yeah, but it, that's, see, I don't really do that stuff anymore where it's outside of the skate session because it's a hassle to get the camera out of the bag and set the VX up and all that. All the, all the, like, there's always drinking going on while skating, so that magic happens whilst the skating happens. I think maybe like years back, I'd bother to get the, the camera out if it was after hours, but then these days we're getting older, and it's not it's not quite the same as when you're young and you can you're filming all that shit and you can expose that stuff. Nowadays, you know, a lot of lot of us, you know, adults have jobs that we, you know, careers that. We, res we respect and they respect us or whatever and families and da 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 so it's not as uh appropriate to put all that jokes footage out because it may yeah. uh you know yeah well you know the rest so yeah no, as much as i'd like to put some of it out i can't <laughs> that's fair enough weirdly no. so i mentioned i think it was last week i mentioned to you i love the clip of so alex is in the council estate and the woman's like you know that that paint cost like five thousand pounds or whatever to repair and alex is like man that must be some expensive paint i went back and watched that the other day and there's a there's yeah. a well better clip in there there's a clip of um so james bower and alex burston are obviously drunk in the underground and you film some of that but then later at night it looks like they're back at james's house and they're both topless and james is passed out on the sofa and he's yeah. Alex is just writing graffiti on his chest and like coloring on his nipples and writing dirt box yeah. on his chest i was like the the like childish teenager in me was just howling with laughter watching that because like James does not even like blink he doesn't stir he doesn't even react to just Alex drawing all over his chest. No, he was out, man. <laughs> James was out for the count. I mean, I think that was during summer as well. So you're skating in the city in summer, summer in the city, and you know you're getting you're getting fucked up. You're getting drunk during the day and skating hard he was done like he was good to go we could have done anything i mean we could have put some fucking you know things on his nipples and electrocuted him he wouldn't have woken up you know um yeah it was but, but it was funny because normally i think james would be fucking livid but i remember the next day he was cool about it so it was, it was all right but you know it's that's the typical thing with skate skaters though you know first one falls asleep that's it you know we've got pictures of us terrorizing tom Sharman, terrorizing i've probably got footage somewhere like he's just passed out not beer cans all over him and all sorts and just but you, know, you fall asleep it's gonna happen yeah yeah that is true yeah that's fair enough you know um <laughs> <is> there, <laughs> so i've always kind of wondered like how much of that stuff has just never came out like how much how much of that kind of like, huh? shenanigans footage have you sat on like that's i don't know probably loads man i mean i've got I won't bother showing you, but I've got hundreds of tapes, hundreds, hundreds, everything that I've filmed from the beginning, um, which has probably got more antics, more really fucked up antics than the newer stuff. But yeah, just loads, because I don't know, just not all of it's appropriate. But maybe some of it is. I prefer, like like we were talking about last time, I think my newer style of edits is, is showing more of the B-roll stuff, 
which I think is better because it shows the, you know, the characteristic traits of the person, the kind of jokes we're getting up to and da da da. So when I look back at the older stuff, I think I should have put more, more of that within. So you get a better vibe of who that person is and what they're about. Um, but you know, when, when I do have time, when I'm older, I will upload it all take by take, you know, and see, see what happens as long as it's appropriate for that person. I don't yeah. want no, you know, fallouts repercussions yeah you can go the yeah unless it was someone the dickhead <laughs> yeah yeah punish them um there's plenty of footage of me out there that people have got where they can upload it and it'd be like oh shoot like, you know, <laughs> thanks for goes. that thanks for that just threw me under the bus there well you know you, you play the game you roll the dice that's it that is, yeah you know? that is the issue you you mentioned it there I, I think that's one of the things that I like most about your sections as because that's what I try to achieve with interviews. I want I want someone when to know more about the person after you know reading or watching the interview than they did before. I think if I've achieved that, then that's been a success. And I think that's what your sections do. I think, you know, watching Sweet Shin music with James, I feel like you you understand him better as a person after watching that section. And I feel like the same about the Sam Crofts one and the ones you've done with Alex Burston. I think it gives a very vivid insight into their personality that you don't get from their other sections when it's just their mm. or it's just like the odd little lifestyle clip. You don't really understand them as a person. Whereas with your sections with Alex, you get that Alex is a joker and he's always up for a laugh and he's always smiling and like, you know, taking the piss. With James, you get that, you know, he can be quite intense and angry and like get into like a hole every once in a while and like, you know, really like battle a trick and struggle with it or just the kind of inner turmoil that he has sometimes when he'll just get randomly hurt on something that you wouldn't assume he would normally get hurt on. Yeah. With Leon, you see how like meticulous he is and how like his work ethic and that how just, you know, kind of planned out and methodically is about blading and then with sam yeah. you, you just see that sam basically thrives under being put under the most intense pressure like it was if you basically <laughs> tell sam like you've got one shot he's like then it's fucking happening like if the, if i only get one shot i'm only gonna need one shot that's it yeah yeah it's funny like like with sam it's almost like if it's too calm he can't he, 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 there's not enough for him to focus on that one thing that one trick or that one spot is just, it's just, you know, it's not there. Whereas you put them under pressure, you put the guards in there, you put the restrictions of COVID in there, you know, you put the fucking crazy King Cop thing in there. We're talking about the one at King's Cross. And it's almost like he gets this like boost of like dopamine or something where he can just focus intensely and just get it done. And it happens all the time with him. Um, I think when, you know, with, with the most intense tricks, he'll come through. Um, that's what that's what I always find really weird about him though, because he doesn't give off that vibe of being an intense person. Like anytime I've met him or hung about with him, he's always a pretty he's not like he can be really cheeky and wide when he's had a drink in him, but he's not like he's not a particularly intense character or an intense personality. And yet no, he, he just he, Yeah. And yet, like, cause you get you get certain skaters that if they're not with a group, they can't perform. And then you get certain skaters that unless they psych themselves up for a trick, they can't even mm. bring themselves to try it. Where it just seems as if he's just got this thing in his head where he's like, right, this is 
like it doesn't seem like he has to go right fuck this is it and start you know pumping himself up he just seems to go now nah, i've got this it's happening yeah it's it's mad because he doesn't even need to warm up and stuff like that day we, i think we just went straight to the king there was no warm-up spot it was like that's it we're doing it um and to talk about him as a person i think sam sam's lived like he's he's done a lot he's, he's got his background of you know fucked up stuff or whatever Da, da, da. And I think that's made him such a like a rounded character and a rounded person because he's non-judgmental. He'll, you know, he's, I think he is quite hyper and he's always talking and shit, you know. Yeah. But he's never he's never judgmental. He's never an asshole unless you, I guess you're an asshole to him. But I think he'd just rather just be like fuck you and then leave it at that. But his his yeah, he's just he's just an incredible incredible person to skate with and just be around in general just to be like okay what's next you never you never bloody know but again you said you talk about being methodical like with leon sam can be like that as well like he if he's going over something big he has to he, he thinks about it he plans it like when's the best time to do it what's the best day who's about like we need the right group the right vibe and all of that so he's he, yeah he's got his process as well i think everyone does really oh yeah like ev- every skater has after you've hung about with anyone that skates or tried to film a section with everyone, you realize what works with them and what won't. Like there's certain skaters you can bully into doing tricks that you know they're capable of. And then there's other yeah. people that you know that if, if they're not feeling it, you leave them alone because otherwise it's only going to end in tragedy. Or there's people yeah, that you're yeah. like, oh, I have to bring this person out because this person will get the best out of, you know, such and such. And I, I, see, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because... I think everyone, there's a time and a place for everything. And just because that person isn't in the right frame of mind for that trick or that spot on that one day, I don't necessarily go to the next person and go, hey, well, you know, do you want to jump in there and get the trick? It's more like... Oh, no, I don't mean well, that. I mean, as in, like, as in there's... So say, for example, you're filming, I don't know, a section with Sam, but then you know there's another skater that can get him, like, hyped up. You know that if he skates with that yeah. person, he's he's going to be on it that day. Like yeah. I've got people that are like that. I know if I just go out filming with them on their own, I'm not going to get yeah. as much footage out of them that day as if. Yeah, I, like, I get what you're saying. So like the opposite, I guess, would be Bauer, which is the less people, the better. Yeah, he doesn't want. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's it his method. Like he doesn't want distraction. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. No, he doesn't like the pressure of like because obviously there's tons of us out skating all the time in London. It's not never a small group. There's someone skating every bloody day in London. It's never. There's never a day off where no one's not skating. You know, there's so many skaters there. So when we're going out and if we're going out filming, uh, he normally would like to do it in a smaller crowd or we may meet up beforehand or, you know, thank thank, uh, thank the Lord for COVID. I say that sarcastically. Um, you know, we had the lockdown and we were able to go out, you know, just us two and go to spots that we wouldn't normally be able to skate and get a few clips and stuff like that. So, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's each to their own. Everyone's got their own method. And, yeah, I can't remember if I was going to touch on something else there or not. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just said you and James went out during lockdown to film. Is that is that footage that's not come out yet or footage that's already no, been used for muzzle? There was stuff on muzzle. There was stuff on the muzzle, little one-minute things. There's yeah. some stuff that hasn't come out. That will probably come out in the next few muzzle things or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, there are a few clips on there. All right. Like he did that. He did that. Fucking that. That the, the roll to gap over the two railings, the bonk. Yeah. And it went into. Oh man, that that's. 
that, that I, I mean, I, I, I've said it was the craziest trick I've ever filmed. It's not the craziest. It was, well, it is crazy. It was just intense. Like if you clip that first rail, you're, you're, you're getting really, 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 really hurt. Yeah. You have to go to that spot to see how fucking crazy it is. You have to really commit. And then the bonk afterwards, we were, we were elated after that. It was just, cause I was so fucking scared of filming him. Uh, I think it was the most scariest trick I've ever filmed. I think is what I put the caption as. Um, it's quite funny because after the interview came out, uh, Al Morris messaged me and he was like, oh, I was yeah. there. I was there when he did yeah. that. And he was like, I, w- I was scared. He was like, I was scared yeah. watching. And I'm like, yeah, man, as soon as he sent me that photo, I, I was like, that's, there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think Al didn't even look from what I remember. I literally turned, he couldn't look. <laughs> and I was just so scared because I was like, pressure was on me because i i like like i i just wasn't in the best mind last year too much too much fucking bullshit going on too much stress and my focus was not at its peak and i was just fucking stressing because if my head cut or fucked it up filming close with a fisheye i was just like ah oh, he's never i'm never i'll never see the you know the repercussions of fucking that up but it came out okay so yeah it was cool it would be nice if it was um speed rounds so you can actually really see all the elements to it but maybe maybe that will happen um at some point i don't know but yeah it was, awesome. it was that was crazy that was crazy that was a good day just he i think that day yeah it was i think we went out three days in a row and i think we got three good clips each day which is like that's that's incredible for like myself and james for that to happen you know <laughs> are those i'm sure he, he touched on this when i spoke to him and i'm sure he said like those were the days where he, he like literally got a clip and he was like right that's it we're done for today he's like we're, mm. we're i'm not skating anymore he's like i've got the clip we're done <laughs> no, was no, that, no 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 was that those he, no 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 because uh so he got that one and then just like literally a few meters up the road I don't even know if the clips come out, but it was like, there's this little bank, it's off the floor, so you have to jump onto it. And then there was like a wooden boarded, boarded off part of the building. And he launched, launched up, uh, he jumped up, jumped up onto the bank fakey, and then did like a double toe wall ride to 180 out. It was really cool. Um, Houston Station one, was that that? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the photo, yeah, but I don't think the clips came out yet. I can't remember the other trick. That he did that day i can't remember the other oh, my memory's so bad but yeah he, he definitely got more than one clip per day on that on, on those few days normally it's like get a couple of clips if if, if we can and then week off because <laughs> it's like body sparks got, got too drunk yeah. or something or da, 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 you know had too much of a good time but yeah no they, those were some those were a few good you know good days last year yeah yeah and yeah he's been skating for years now so the body just does hurt more especially after you've been pushing yourself at something that's either more mentally intense or takes an absolute beating to get um thinking do and so in in my opinion you've mm. made james's best section sweet fucking can I get this wrong every time sweet shin music leon's best section devotion and arguably one of Sam, if not one of Sam's best sections for his new Aeon promo. Have any yeah. of the guys came to you afterwards and been like, I think that's the best section I've ever made? I can't remember. I think Leon, I think Leon might have. Um, 
I don't remember if Sam said that or not. Or, or James. I can't, I can't remember. All I know is that we just have a good time making them. Um, and if they get received well, I'm always shocked. I'm always like, fuck, that's crazy. Because I'm, I'm very pessimistic with myself. I think I'm pessimistic in general. I try and be optimistic. But, um, yeah, I'll put a lot of my stuff down, I guess, in a way. But I have my reasons. I have my OCD reasons. I have this, this like perfectionist kind of ideology in my head of how something's going to be. And it never really comes out that way. But yet, like, I just looked at Sam's promo for his new pro skate and it's got 25k views and i'm like what that's mad and there's only a few really like funny negative remarks on the comment section which crack me up every single time and you know what they're going to be so um there's got to be some let me, let me guess someone's mentioned something about vx footage because someone always has to say that someone always has to something about someone saying about his tight tr- trousers or something they probably did. Someone probably did say something about VX, and they can go to hell for that. But <laughs> <laughs> if they don't understand what it is, again, off you go. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I always, I always just find it really funny when people are like, "Oh, this is like shit. It's like standard definition." And I'm like, "But you know that before you've watched it. You don't. You don't need to watch the section to know that it's standard definition. So see if you don't like yeah. that. Don't watch it. If you don't like it, mate." Go buy an HD cam, go make some shit, send it to me, and I'll, and I'll give you a round of applause because it'll probably be good. Like More people need to be doing that. There's, so more people need to be buying cameras and more people need to be experimenting and doing stuff, right? Because we're seeing a lot of the same old shit coming out over and over again and the same old faces. And it's like, don't wait for a cameraman to like come film you. Like, Actually, cameramen these days are just filming their mates because that's how it is. You go out with your mates, probably somewhere along the line, one of them, one of your mates is gonna be like, cool, maybe we should start filming some shit because we're actually, you know, doing something quite unique here. And then, and then, and then, you know, put it out, man. Let's see some new faces. Let's see, uh, who's the, um, Oh shit! What's his name? See again. This is my dementia coming in. I'm sure of it. Sean Collet, Collet, is it? He's on the OMG clothing on my grind. You seen him? I don't think so. Uh... You haven't. You're you're missing out, man. That guy, that 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 man is just slaying. He's got the incredible style. He's got all the tricks, and uh, just yeah, he's just fucking good to watch. I mean. I'd love to see a full street part or something, you know, with some dudes putting it in, putting some time in with him. Um, but he's killing it. And, you know, there's loads of European guys that are just smashing it, like unheard. But just the thing, we, we, we're in this skate community of a, you know, it's, it's just a big one big clique. It's like who, it's more about who you know than what you can do or, and all of that. And that's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. We went into this a bit last time. Like the skate industry is just not not good. It's not good. It's not. We just accept things for how they are because everyone's so bloody desperate for skating to be a success or like to make a living from it or da da da. And it's just like cool. Yeah, Danny Beer got thirty grand or whatever. Yeah, but how about you give them a fucking wage? How about you give people a wage? Like give them that pro model stuff as well. But cut cut the teams down completely. Stop giving out with the free shit because there's way too much free shit floating about. You know, make people respect and earn that position of being a pro. Make sure they're a professional person as well. You know, there's so many, so many pros that just aren't pro. And, you know, what is the definition of a pro? Well, to me, when I'm watching all this pro stuff happening, 
uh, that's coming out in the media and the outlets. It's like, cool, he can skate, yeah, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. Is there interactions? Is there stuff going on? Is this person exciting? What do they do outside of skating? You know, look at Joe Atkinson. He's a, he's a dude that is, in my stand, is professional because he's out there. He's mingling with people. He's doing all the, ticking all the boxes. But my man just ain't hooked up. But he's got his reasons why not. I was say, that's, that's not through lack of opportunity. That's, no, through, no, that's no. through his choice. No one's bringing to the table, right? And he may not agree with this. It may not be in his opinion. But if someone came to his table and was like, cool, we're going to put you on an annual wage, yeah? We're going to pay for your medical insurance. We're going to make sure that you get your day's holiday or, you know, we pay for certain things. We'll hook you up. You know, we'll, we'll give you, you will have a team manager and it will put you to uh, PR events and stuff like this. Whatever. We'll do things properly professional not professional standards in, in, you know, skater own companies. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, man. I do think it's quite, yeah, there's, there's definitely some negative trends in bleeding and it's kind of interesting that with them just being transparent about royalties, everyone, like it's a great, it's everyone a jumps for joy and goes, whoa, no, that's what I mean. But it's like, everyone's like, oh, this is incredible. This is so good. And, I'm, and I agree it is, but it should also have been happening years ago and if not even years ago possibly even decades ago like the yeah. only the only way until the past couple of years that we found out what skaters got is when they got fired and they were disgruntled and they told someone in an interview before that yeah. no one ever and everyone kept it a secret even skaters like skaters kept it from each other like yeah i interviewed dustin Werbeski, and he was like best mates with richie eisler and him and Richie mm. never had a conversation about what royalties they got. And like Dustin had no clue when he actually started getting paid as a pro skater, he was like, I had no frame of reference. He's like, cause no one, mm. no one was willing to talk about money or what they got. So yeah. if everyone's keeping it a secret and there's no transparency, then it just allows more skaters to get screwed over. And yeah. there's, there's just as many skaters screwing over companies as there is companies screwing over skaters. Well, good. Well, good. I hope skaters are fucking over the companies. It's because companies should know, like they're, they're the ones that should be the professional. We're we're skaters. We're not business people. You can't we have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't but, say you can't say skaters are supposed to be professional and then turn around and go, oh, don't expect no, us no, to no. be professional. Come on, mate. You 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 would take take that with a bit of sarcasm. <laughs> but we are. We're not we're not business minded people. We are skaters, right? And what I meant in the term of a skater being professional is actually mingling with the communities, going out and maybe doing skate yeah. lessons, maybe doing talks, maybe going to, you know, these big music festivals, whatever it may be. I, I mean, that's a bit exaggerated, but if the chance was available and we, you had a, a, a PR manager or something that was like, cool, we're going to get skating here, there and everywhere. That's what I meant about professional. But as a skater, you want to get what you fucking can out of a company because you're the voice, you're the face, you're, you're, you're everything for that, you know, and and likewise, they need to treat fucking videographers and editors with that same dignity and respect as well. Because without people, you know, I'm not going to say myself, but people like Ivan or Greg or whoever, City Life, whatever, you know, the, the filmers Ivan. are what makes the company what it is. Huh? Did you just say Ivan? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Who? Narez. Ivan Narez, right. I was like, Ivan. Ivan, right, okay. whatever. I don't right. know how you pronounce his name. But what okay. I'm saying is, is that like the, the people that are filming, the people that are editing and creating 
an image as such and you know going out there and filming all of this everything not just the skating the, the environments and everything creating this this feeling this vibe which is then you know people relate to it and want to buy into that but you know as a, as a as a person that has filmed stuff specifically for promotional for companies or whatever um the offerings are, are pretty shit and normally if i'm doing it for a mate or a mate's company i'll do it for, for nothing anyway because i'd rather rather see them sell that product and, and make some money um than me have it and then use it or not use it and just sell it on it just doesn't doesn't bode for me but, but yeah i don't know but you've said that you believe skaters are undervalued and not, you know, compensated for their skills. So if skaters are undervalued, what hope in hell do filmers and photographers have? Exactly. It's a, it's a mugs game. And I, and, I, and I did a post on that on my Instagram a while back about how we just get mugged off. We get mugged off constantly. And skate companies are mugging off skaters. Um, and, and that's it, really. I think, you know, but the thing is, is that we get too fucking comfort and too fucking comfortable with, with with all of this because because there's been nothing for a while and then all of a sudden there's something and everyone jumps for joy it's like nah don't settle for that don't settle for that you know they, again like you don't need a team that's so big you don't there's no need you don't need umpteen riders on your team settle down for three man give them everything they deserve yeah put them put them at you know the top of the food chain there and just um and then you've got someone to, to praise to. Like, you could have, oh man, there's so much you could do with that. But then everyone feels like, oh, he's worthy of this, he's worthy of that, and da 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 da. And you get this egocentrical thing. And then everyone's getting some free shit, passing it on to their mates, selling it on to their mates, da da da. And then none of that money that could be made from that is going back into the industry. And I've, I see that with my own two eyes all the time. And I take advantage of it all the time because why the fuck wouldn't I? Um, you know why am I gonna why am I gonna why am I gonna spend thirty five quid on a set of wheels from a skate shop when my mate is gonna sell them to me or give them to me? It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, fuck skate shops anyway. So. Oh, we're getting onto that later. I definitely want to ask you about that because I remember that coin. But yeah, from the company's perspective, having a team that small is really bad for the numbers game because having a bigger team is an implication of power. And if you've got a bigger, strong, if you've got a big, strong team and they may not be getting compensated correctly or getting the right wages, but from an aesthetics point of view, it makes the company look good. Like if they've got, you know, a team yeah, but... of 10 heavy hitters, it, it, even if those 10 people are not getting paid well, the company don't care if they're not getting paid well because it looks great that they've got this big, strong yeah, if, team if, of pros. If, if, if... If, if public Joe over it sucks here for the skater. knows the that they're the not getting, getting charged the way but... they should, then that ain't working. Everyone knows that there's no money in blading, but there there is, there is. It's just handled wrong, you know. And it's not compensated well for the people that are daily putting their lives on the on the line, having a good time, obviously. But there's a lot of risk going on there at the same time. And at the end of the day, if Broskell broke his back or something, that's it. What does he get out of it? You know, what, 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 what happens to people that lose a limb or God, God knows worst case scenarios, you know, brain damage or something like that. And on all for the sake of what, a set of four wheels. Cool. But that goes back to your point. Like if, if it was, if the model you suggested was used in a skate yeah. company only had three pros and one of them was Brosco and Brosco yeah. broke his back. Well, yeah. they're screwed. Now they've only got two pros and they've got two. Well, no, look, I'm, this is going to sound bad, but 
there's more people out there, right? But what I'm trying, my point is, is that what does Broscow then get out of it? Like, has he got medical insurance? Because I've heard in America, you don't really get that because it's expensive. So at least if he was had like something really bad, the company could be like, right, we've got a contract, an actual fucking contract, which I've heard is pretty uh, unseen in the skate industry, that says, you know, that has the life insurance, medical insurance, to make sure that, you know, regardless of the injury, he can live somewhat of a comfortable life for the remainder of his life. Do you see what I mean? There's got to be something within that. But how expensive would that be? And could the company afford to do that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. See, I don't know. Any, I don't I don't know what's realistic or not. But all I can think about is at least if you cut the riders down, like why do you need 50 riders on raises? It makes no sense because your pros aren't getting a pro skate, let alone getting paid for it. Your man's having to pay for everything to go out there and film the promo for it. Just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So yeah. at least I think it would be a start to head in that direction. But what do I know, man? What do I know? I yeah, I think I'm in a weird position where I do just try and see it from both people's perspective. And I get what you're saying. Some some companies have had teams that are just ridiculously big and it makes no sense. It makes no sense yeah. having a sponsored skater in every city, which Razors essentially did have at one point. Um, but on the other side of that, I very much remember being really invested in magazines and media and stuff like that growing up and reading all the stories about pro skaters who were getting paid salaries and were doing yeah. fuck all in return for it. So, you know, yeah. someone's paying them. And yeah, it may not be that much, but it was like... You know, Billy mentioned it in his episode of Platform. He was injured for a year, and USD yeah. continued paying him for a year, and they're they're getting nothing in return. And I get it; like he's grateful for it, and it's great that, for him. But the company's getting fucked. But 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 yeah, and great. I I think that's great that he got it because I'm sure in most circumstances he probably wouldn't. But that's at the point where, well, look, you should have a contract stipulating certain things. I don't know if he did or not, but you know, if USD have got the money to keep paying him for that time where they get nothing out of him, fair fucking play. That's that's how it should be. You, you sponsor the guy, well, he's, he's injured a, yeah. really severely badly, you should keep paying him if you want to keep him on the team. That's just that's just how it goes. You've got to take the rough with the smooth. And he was an extreme example, and it wasn't through laziness, but there were definitely yeah. other there were definitely other riders on USD at that time who had the pro status, who had the skates, yeah. and were not producing the sections. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like there was people that during that period could not finish a section just because they either kept getting injured or they were just getting wasted too much. Well, uh, uh, maybe there was more to it as well because oh, see, like, it's it's there's no like black and white. There's always a bit of a grey area. Maybe like because I remember when the Kelsos, when Sean Kelso, I think it was, um, he he had issues with USD in the conference because they were saying, "Where's your shit? Where's your stuff?" and he was stacking. He was, yeah, he, was he was working on it was it was the truth. something special. Or was it oh it was for KC Moore? I wasn't think it, it? was yeah. true. I've got truth a feeling it was true. It was, it was either I remember both him and Colin were yeah, because they were like, Where's your online edits? And they're like, We're not doing online edits, we're doing a full-length video that's basically advertising your products. Yeah, 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 yeah. And respect for that. Respect for that. Because and, and respect for sticking uh, you know, his ground with that, because it's not it, it's 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 like like with Oigan. He's fucking phenomenal, right? But it's washed, man. Like, I've seen it's too, he puts out too much stuff too consistently. So you, you don't see a, a, a gradual, you don't see it like the change in his skating. It's just, you don't really notice it because it's, it's constantly there. Whereas yeah. if you put some solid shit out every once, every like three months or something, you notice 
the shift change in his tricks and everything, but you constantly see his progression basically daily. So it doesn't make it exciting anymore. And I get it. Like the more content out there, the company thinks, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But actually it takes away from that, the, the special intricate details of, of the progression of his skating. Cause you don't really notice it when there's just so much of it being flooded, you know? And so, and some people want to put out special parts because it means something to them. It's not just, we're doing this as a fucking job. It, you know, it's, this, this means a lot to me. I want to put my heart and soul and passion into it. And that's why, that's why you know, my, my hat goes off to, to, to the Kelsays for sticking up, uh, for sticking to their, their, you know, their, their beliefs with that. How much of that? Is- with, you could say the same with Bauer as well. When we did Sweet Your Music, it was like, cool. We just put loads, like he put loads of effort and thought and love into that. And they treated, they just, nah, it just wasn't right. You know, it just wasn't right to the point where he was like, well, sod them, sod raises, you know, because yeah. why am I going to represent someone that just doesn't pay me any respects? Yeah. When, when he said, yeah, when he said that they weren't, they didn't really react to that section or promote it, I was kind of shocked because, yeah, he released this epic section for free that he'd worked on for what seemed to be, what, two years, maybe more? Yeah. And, and they just didn't even seem to acknowledge it, which is kind of yeah. wild considering it's just a massive promo for their skates. Yeah, um, we were, I mean, the logos were in there, skating them constantly fucking good and da-da-da. And it's like, well, <laughs> sort that. <laughs> but going back but, to your point, like, I, I get what you mean, like, there are certain skaters who it feels like they've got new stuff every day, even if it's only like a 30 second clip or an Instagram thing or the, and it yeah. does, it feels oversaturated. And I get it from that perspective because obviously I come from the same generation as you where we waited for VHSs to come out or we waited for DVDs to come out and there was massive leaps in progression. But I also have to see it from someone's perspective that's maybe 15 years younger than me or, you know, mm. or like 12 or 13 or 15. Well, they got a lot to learn. But then maybe it's just a different climate now and people do want everything and they do want it now. Like, for example, see when when like a new section, like obviously, well, we kind of got spoiled recently because Stuart Bratty brought out that thing last week that just Mm. blew my bald head off. Mm. But I'm kind of starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, a mind-blowing section didn't come out this week. Well, that's kind of shit. It's been a slow week. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? But, But that's because that's how we're conditioned no, I, now I, 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 to expect I everything now and expect everything to be great. And when it's not I, great and it doesn't come out regularly, we get all pissed yeah. off. But then at the same time, we're saying shit like, why are people flooding us with all this crap? Why can't they just take their time and give us a good section once a year? I get what you're saying, man. It's, uh, what's the word? It's, it's all subjective. And I think you nailed it when you were saying, you know, like these, these young guys, 12, 15, they want that. Boom, 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 boom. I need it. I need it. I need it. Yeah. So Oigan serves a very specific purpose with that alongside others. I don't like to just name Oigan. There's plenty more. We don't, all right. Might... Sam Crofts does it as well. Sam brings out new shit like every week, whether it's a product but of he, you or something. He's, right. So he's a clip phenomenal. Also, he's a pro and he wants to do that stuff. But at the same time, he's not. it's not like it's a daily thing or it's just in your face yeah. and, con- and constantly the same. It's like st- stuff in London is so diverse and unique and specific and all the architecture and all of that, that you can't really get that bored of the stuff that Sam does. Because it's he not really... He posts a lunchtime clip every day. Does he? Or maybe I don't watch all that shit. He skates that, that, he skates that DIY oh, park we, in we, Hackney. And it's, maybe it's I not every know, day, I but it's like several times a week. I don't know, man, but 
Yeah, I'll eat my words with that one then. But <laughs> I think, like, sorry, going back to it, yeah, let's have a little laugh. I'm, I'm, mate, I'm full of contradictions. Um, oh, we all I'm are. A but let's put it this way. You know, you were saying that you, the specifics of, like, a 12 to 15-year-old would want that daily fucking buzz. Us older guys in the generation, are, you know, we've been through it. I think we, we put a lot more respect into the people that are putting their time and effort and all that love into something more solid that is, uh, you know, not going to be forgettable, uh, at least we hope, or, uh, you know, that will stay in your mind. Like like how fucking amateur, things like that, just constantly stay in my mind. Yet you go into the era of like mid-2000s, and I couldn't name you a trick out of Ego, Accidental Machines, or any of those kind of videos, because it was just, just kind of not there not that special and then especially with all the newest stuff i just don't even know man i don't even watch half the stuff anymore now i used to but i've just given up <laughs> um i don't know why i said 12 to 15 year olds because there's bugger all 12 to 15 year olds in bladen but even the majority of the people <laughs> the people between 25 and 35 they still expect that as well they're still like hey, where's the new banger of a section this week that there, there is a lot of younger skaters out there, man. It's just we don't really skate with them or don't know about them. Like, skates are being sold. I'm seeing a lot of skaters out and about. Like, I'm just, I went on a skate uh, earlier and a bike ride as well. And there, there is rollerbladers in town, skateboarders in town. Like, start, stuff's picking up again, man. Yeah. Um, so it's good. It's, it's, it's looking healthy. You know, take that on board, company. Oh, start yeah, yeah, they're, still, they're there. Thing, but they're... With that money that you're making. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in the minority. Um yeah so but then it's like how do you find the balance for that because you know i genuinely believe it is really hard to make an iconic memorable section now because even if it is great Mm -hmm. there's nothing to stop it being lost in the internet ether after a week or two weeks and that's if it's really good that's if people keep sharing it and re-watching it so that's 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 something that's really cool that you brought on actually at the moment because Today, fucking awesome, uh, you know, skate com- uh, skateboard company, uh, Dill, Jason uh, Dill. Jason Dill, yeah. Yeah, so Louis Lopez just dropped a new part, Days of Grace, and it's phenomenal. And that's something I'm going to be returning to over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, I was looking at watching, I was going, fuck, this is just so good. It, it's blown everything out of the water. And FA, everything FA puts out, you know, normally gets that reaction by me. So what made me feel that way? Well, for a start, the filming was just absolutely insanely good. Um, the spot selection and everything. But when you break it down, and I think this is what made Sam's section good, is the music. The music and the, the, the tricks when they were edited to the music and the specific points of the music to exacerbate that moment. I think whoever edits these FA parts is just an absolute genius. Like my favorite filmer, favorite, oh, it's loads of people filming it, but favorite editor because the music is just, I think pretty much all of it that they ever use has very minimal lyrics. Or if it is got, has got lyrics, it's probably from like some music from decades ago, some old soul or Motown, that good feeling, you know what I mean? Or yeah. it's totally weird, totally weird and totally instrumental. And you're like, whoa, this is, you know, touching my brain in different spots where I've never felt before. So you know, and just FA's whole image and, you know, background story and everything is just wicked. It's just got so much depth to it. So 
I think that is what makes a good part is doing something that's quite unique, not just a skate section with skate tricks or just, you know, or it oozes with style or it's just rugged. It's, it's like they, you, there's so many elements bringing together as one. Oh, and that's the other thing, like the B-roll type footage that they pick up while filming and the FA stuff is just wicked. There's so much random weird shit going on. Um, Bill Strobach, especially, you know, when he's filming for uh, Supreme or just what he's filming in general, he normally has the right moment, like he's filming the trick and then just suddenly stops on the guy being totally berserk. Yep. It's just fascinating. It's what makes it, I think. Um, for me anyway, that's why I return to videos, skate, skate stuff, because it's just something that tickles the brain a little bit more than usual. So are there any, so you mentioned skateboarding sections that you've seen online that you keep returning to but so yeah. there's, there's no blading sections that you've seen online like recently that spring to mind uh, that you return I, I to think, and you keep watching I, I watched up to no good the other day um i loved your lord's part love it, it the, the song the skating he does these like you know little gestures it's brilliant i love it it's it's, it's good it's really good uh, so it's up to no good and then Jordan Williams, um, it, it really annoys me how little you see of Jordan Williams. I would love yeah, to see him produce yeah. like, I don't know, just two big sections a year or, so, or even just one big set. It feels like you only yeah. ever get like a minute of him or like a minute and yeah, a half man. of him. And it's it's very yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yeah, he's unique, isn't he? He's he's got that that special thing with it, the, his skating and his spot selection. Um but I think that again, because it's not like what you're saying there, you know, you don't see enough. And I, I think that's what's great about it because you yeah. don't see enough. You want to see more. But if you saw him all the fucking time, it'd be like, oh, it's just another, another Jordan part. Do you I know what mean I mean? All the time. I just, but I mean, I, there has to be, there has to be a middle ground. There has to be a not oversaturated, well, but enough that you're satisfied. Uh, job, man. Um, all the best skaters, in my opinion, never put out enough or not even near what they should do. Like you're looking at Brandon Campbell, you're looking at Nick Pratarelli, Matt Gallagher. Like Brandon Campbell had a ton of sections. Yeah, but he's never enough. Never <laughs> enough. The sections were always short, like real short. But that's because he, he always broke like, himself off because the guy was a lunatic. Oh, yeah, an absolute legend. Absolute legend. But again, you know, there are certain skaters that never got that shine that they should have, and I never understood why. But... Hey ho, Brian Jaggers, for example, again, like you never got to really see, I think, what his true, true potential self was within Blade. You saw little bits here and there, and you were like, damn, that is fucking incredible. I always thought it was really weird that he was brothers, brother in law with Josh Petty, yet Josh Petty became yeah. massive and never brought Brian Jaggers along for the ride. Like you would think, <laughs> like, like for example, Jeff Frederick, Jeff Frederick got. Jimmy should have hooked up with Santa and like, you know, like basically like. Well, it's not like, it's not like everyone just wants to be a pro skater or wants that kind of fame or, or recognition. Like maybe he was just like, nah, dude, I'm doing my thing. Like, I don't know. He was always in daily bread. He was sponsored by Jethro. Like Brian Jaggers seemed like he wanted it. He seemed hungry. I don't know. But that's it then. So what's, so why not? So why did that not happen? Exactly. We, we just don't, I mean, maybe, maybe that maybe he had a taste them, and and then that was it. I mean, the the only person that comes to my mind with that kind of instance was, was James Moore, um, which was he wasn't that bothered, and then he got put on USD, and I think it all just got fucked up for him, and he and he stopped skating. He didn't like the 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 recognition. I remember going to was it Peterborough Skate Park one time, 
and kids were coming up and he was like, no, this, this ain't good. Like I want to skate, but I can't focus. I can't do what I want to do. And da, 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 da. So, so yeah, man, it's just, maybe it just wasn't for him. Maybe it was, or maybe, maybe he just was like, cool, you want to put me on your team. I'm, I'm just going to do me and you've got to accept that. Plus, he Who was knows? he was of the era where the skaters were dropping like flies. Even skaters that were getting recognition and getting on teams and stuff like that—that that was the era where, yeah, there was so many well, people. You're like, oh god, they've got so much potential. I'm so excited to see more from them, and then they just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, he he rode uh, he rode the crown for sponsors in a way. I mean, he was sponsored by Jethro. I mean, I owned a few pairs of Jethro cargos and stuff, and they were the they were the tits, man. I never, I never knew until long after Daily Bread that Angie Walton and it, that Jethro was basically a Daily Bread company. I, yeah, like, yeah, I thought yeah. it was just an independent, yeah, clothing deal. Actually, which, I think I've actually got like, uh, I've still got my Jethro fucking. No way! Yes. Yeah, man. Does it? I think it says something in the tag as well. I always love that this stuff about the old school shit because uh, Medium, Medium always had a. Uh, on one of their lines, I think it said, uh, made in the USA, uh, land of the free, home of the homeless. Nice. And if that, that's so true, especially right now. But I'm just seeing, I think... Well, me, me, Medium was made there. in the same office as Senate, so it makes sense that they would do the, the similar... Uh, yeah, so it says on here, it says, warning, washing your clothes has a tendency to make them look worn out and old. Not washing them has a tendency to make them smell weird. Whether or not to wash them... It's a decision you will have to make on your own. I love that kind of that, shit. It's that like is the, good. That is, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that one gets a bit of respect and goes on a hanger rather than folded up in a drawer. That is, that's, yeah, like, all, people that hang on to that stuff, I'm very envious of because I lost count of the amount of, like, stuff. I, I had those, I don't know if you remember them, the medium anti-rocker wheels, medium worlds, and they were basically made yeah, to yeah. Like globes and they were, like, bluey, marbly. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. why did I get, you know, you just lose stuff or like you'll lose one wheel. So you'll just get rid of all of it. Cause you're like, well, it's no longer functional. And I was just yeah. that person. I just, whenever something like stopped being useful, I got rid of it. And now I'm looking back and it going, there was all this cool shit that I had yeah. that I will, no one will ever see again. Yeah. Man. And those were the days when they came in the box as well. That, that cardboard box with the see-through, but man, that's, see the, the, the detail on that is so good. No. Mark, Mark Treble done really well, like putting the packaging on that new line. That's, that's again, it's the little things that count. The Bhutan box or the old Senate came in the Chinese takeaway box. Yeah. Sick. So sick. But yeah, mate, I used to have like an extensive collection years back, like 2007, I guess. Like I had a lot of Cosmo. I had the Senate Crayolas in the box, brand new, like brand, brand new. All this stuff, like clothing, like, and I had to sell it all. <laughs> I had to like I had. It wasn't a choice because uh, that was when my ex um, ex wife was pregnant and shit, and we had to go to California to live. So I was like, "School, gotta go." I think I think Blake bought the majority of it. Wait, wait, what? I I was under the impression you lived with your partner and your daughter in the UK. You all lived together yeah, in yeah, the states. Yeah, yeah, for a year, for a year. She, so we went, we went and uh, moved into just south of LA uh, for just—I think it was a year—because she wanted to have the the, uh, the birth over in California where her family was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Were you married? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we had to 
we had to because uh, it surely. wasn't it wasn't feasible for me to be able to like live over there and work over there. It was, it was there was too much too much um, going on, and it was just there was too much. Yeah, it was just it just wasn't working. So um, in order for her to be able to come back here as a citizen, we had to get married. So we got married over there, then applied for the, the uh, remain to leave visa over here, and da da da. Yeah, and that was that. So did you work when you were in America or were you just over there staying for a year? I did under the table a bit. <laughs> right. uh, her, her, her dad owns a company. Um, so yeah, yeah, I was working under the table for a bit and then shit didn't work out. Um, then we moved out of our parents and moved to, into LA into a nice little Mexican bungalow, which was probably haunted. It was a bit of a weird experience. Um, and then money ran out. So it was like, cool, let's, let's, let's go, let's get hitched. Let's go back to the UK. <laughs> And that I'm, was sure, that. I'm sure she loved that. I'm sure she loved moving from California where it's summer all year round to moving well, to Reading. No, nah, nah, dude. No, no, no. She, 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 I think she wanted to. It's like, you know, we all think of like California as the dreamland and all of this and da, da, da. Dude, it's, it's like home is where the heart is, I think. Um, and set, But saying that, I don't think her heart was necessarily in California at that point. I think there was a lot going on for her there that was quite negative. Um, and the thought of trying something new in another country was a good idea. But unfortunately for her, she's got her demons and, uh, and you know, things didn't work out. So that's that. The story that you told me of that is just utterly wild. I still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell it this time around, man, because I don't think okay. it's uh, viable idea but you know you know about it certain people know yeah. about it and we'll leave it at that <laughs> you've, you've yeah you've just lived and some of the stories you tell me i'm just like that is that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing you read about it's not the kind of thing that you yeah, yeah. you just expect yeah to yeah yeah i mean I, I tell people it and they're like what and some people don't even believe me and that's like, what i mean it's the kind of story I've that had, if someone told to you be like you're lying it. Mate, I've had to whip out some of the evidence and be like, "Well, I, look, this is it, mate." And they'll be like, "Fuck," you know. But that's just that's just how it goes, you know. And um, the things are okay at the moment between us. Like, it's, 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 we're cool, we're civil. Um, and like I said, we've all got our issues in life. We all do. Um, and I think she's doing a lot better for herself now. So let's hope so. Okay, we've strayed wildly off topic. Um, yeah. Man. I want to talk about the Sam promo because I was noising Sam up about it, asking why you guys have no, never filmed a section before. And he just came out with the whole like crap, like, oh, it's just never worked out, like schedules. Whereas I decided in my head that it was because Sam's like the business guy and does all the promos. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, Sam for USD skates. And I, I just thought in my head that you were like, no, that's bullshit. I don't stand for that. So I'm not filming a section with him. But then you filmed his <laughs> promo for his pro skate. What do you want me to say? I want to. <laughs> I want to know why you never filmed a section with them before, because you guys no, have hung it, out with it, each other for years. No, it's because because Tom was local. Tom lived down the road from him. Like it was, it was good and convenient. I think that uh, Sam was only given a short amount of time uh, for doing promos before, so it wasn't really you know viable for me to you know journey up and do all this stuff between work and all of this other stuff that was going on at the time. So. So yeah, you know, that, that, I think that's why. And then this this promo, he was giving a lot longer time then because of COVID and because of delays with the, the, the shipment at the skates gave us a bit more time. So yeah, that's why he was like, well, cool, now I've got the opportunity. 
let's go, let's give it a go. So what was it what was it like filming with Sam compared to like the other guys that you filmed with? Was it any different or like Yeah. They're all different. In what way? It's, what, nev- like, it's never what's... like cool, we just go out and film and that's it, like with every single yeah. person. That's it's what I mean. A... So what's what's cause everyone's got their quirks. So what was what was specific to Sam? Uh I don't know, man. It's, it's not there's nothing there's nothing really specific with Sam. It's always kind of I mean, if there's a like, like we'll talk about the kink again, the kink hop kink that was planned because it had to be planned. Do you know what I mean? Um, we had to plan that, but otherwise, it's kind of like cool. Um, we'll we'll hear of a new estate and we'll be like, cool, we'll go there and see what we can get. Otherwise, it's just let's see what's happening. Or someone someone else like James may have a trick in mind at a spot to go and film. We'll go to there. And then Sam will see something on the way or da da da. With Sam, it's a bit more spontaneous, I guess, in a way. Okay. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I think things like that, it's kind of surprising how well you get to know someone when you go out filming with them. Like, so for example, like I've had people up here to film with and I'm like, oh, like you're a lot cooler than I thought you'd be. Or people that I thought yeah. I knew quite well. And then I tried to film a section with them and I'm like, wow, I did not realize you're a psychopath. Like you lose, yeah. you lose your shit. Like this yeah, is kind of, yeah. to the point where sometimes it's like, this is uncomfortable. Like, like this is, this is kind of embarrassing. Like they'll just, I don't know, they'll just start screaming and smashing the place up. And you're like, we're in public, man. Chill out. <laughs> well, yeah, that sounds like Leon. Um, but I think, I think you, you you take you take you you got to understand the situation of that moment. Like your your mate is going in, like he's got a vision. He knows what he wants out of it, but then takes a, a beating or something, and then the screaming occurs or something occurs, hitting the floor or whatever, smacking yourself in the head, whatever it may be, or getting a beer, whatever it may be. Um, but you, you know, as, 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 as you being the filmer, you've got to support that person in their time yeah. of need, like mentally, you've got to, you've got to bring that energy back and, and give them some faith and some hope, whatever that, that may be. So yeah, you can go out with certain people and that's when you really start to see who, who they are, because that, that moment when shit didn't go to plan, when they've taken the dead leg, that's when their true self comes out, like the, yeah. the true power within, doesn't it? So yeah, it's cool. But I think as a, as, a, as a filmer, you have to back that person 200% until they get it or until they they can't walk. <laughs> Unless they back out, at which point, because they're light on the edge, and you're like, nah, dude, like, I've got the feeling that this is not going to get any better. Let, let's yeah. call it a day. Yeah. Your mind's obviously not in the right place. We had to, had to do it with Sam a few times. You know? um, it was, he tried, he tried uh, at the London Bridge, the point where Ollie Short did a bunch of stuff tried to go like go up and then wall ride up the thing then in spin 360 out over the he told me end, about this, edge yeah. of the, the drop got close a few times but then did one where he clips the the edge of the down bit of, of the edge and almost ate shit got i think he got hill bruised hill and it was just like dude like he wasn't feeling his mind wasn't in the right place he wasn't feeling it it was like now nah, let's call it because you take one more of them and it could 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 be you know broken bones or whatever so yeah plus so analyzing you, risk assessing yeah seeing what's going on and um, plus when you get tired then you're concentrating less and that's when it can start to go one one error can go really really wrong but yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of think happen with filming 
You know, yeah. if, you're, if your mind's not there, you can fucking clip up or you may not get it. I mean, there's a bunch of shit in the Sam's promo. I'm just like, why did I film it like that? But I know what it is. It's because my, I hadn't been sleeping properly. I was under a lot of stress and my creativity wasn't there. My vision wasn't there. So it's to say you can apply that for anything in life, really, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's just quite funny that, like, I feel sometimes filmers will learn more about the person that they're filming a skate section with than maybe even a family like you'll know things about that person that maybe even a member of their family doesn't know like a member of their immediate family is like i don't know just never seen someone act that way or because they've never seen that person in that situation or responding to that stimulus or that negativity or that euphoria or whatever and it's it's kind of weird you know just as a person that you've met through skating, you potentially have a better insight into their personality than their brother or sister. Yeah, man, skating's a drug. It can it can elate you. It can degrade you. It can do all sorts to you, man. Like this, it'd be like it'd be like you know, if you took your family member out and they saw you laced it like what Sam did, the, the King Cop. They'd think, what the fuck? Are they? These guys like just been doing a bunch of coke or something. Do you know what I mean? They're just elated. They're like, whoa, fuck yeah, let's go. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's the same equivalence, in my opinion. That, uh, or even like you know, you get the lows, and someone's just going psycho and just you know screaming, shouting, all this stuff in the middle of a high street. You know, it's the same equivalent. It, it's like you've come way, way far away from your baseline. Yeah, yeah. Sam it's was brilliant. even. Sam yeah, even, you do get a lot more. Yeah, Sam said it in his um, in his episode of Platform. He was like, "Yeah, I showed." I showed the section and my dad saw it and my girlfriend saw it and they were both, they know what I do. They know what I'm capable of and they know about, you know, the injuries and stuff over the years. But when they saw him do the gap at the end, they were like, no, that's not cool. That is not like you, you, you put your life in danger there. We're not happy about that. And apparently both his dad and his girlfriend were pissed at him for it. Yeah. I mean, but we, we, we scoped that a few times. It is literally a death gap. We called it the death gap for a reason. <laughs> it looks it. When you when yeah, you sent I mean, me that down, before it came out, I bouncing off the walls. It's like Homer Simpson. The Simpson he goes off the cliff on a skateboard or whatever, he's bouncing all the way. It's uh, um, but it was risk assessed, man. It was funny because the, the the size of the gap was the size of a gap in of a, a, a like a bicycle pathway. So he's jumping that first. I'm like, yeah, mate, you cleared that. It's like barely. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing with the death gap as well. The railing is higher than where you left, so you really have to like huck over that thing. Um, and you could see <laughs> you could see his face afterwards; like he did go white in the face, and he was just like "fuck!" Like he was yeah, just like drained, he, he, he like looked, it was yeah, crazy. Drained, yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, that was a that was that was a cool experience. And then you had that that homeless guy at the end. The camera zooms in on him, and he said he used to skate. So this is like, cool, <laughs> we're still doing it, mate. You know, he's t- telling me about Majestics. I had Majestics on. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's so random when stuff like that happens. We were, out, we were out filming a couple of weeks ago and this guy just stopped with his girlfriend across the street. And you yeah. know, you, you get like the have a go hero and you get someone that's like, you shouldn't be doing, just mind your own fucking business. Like if it's, if it's not your property or your job, shut your mouth, like just move yeah, on. Man. But this guy was just like, like kind of, yeah, he, it was like he was paying proper attention. And then he just came over and he's like, so which one of you guys is going to drop a topsail on it? And I was like, holy shit. You know when, you know when just a complete stranger just like goes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. drops the blade and knowledge on you? And I was like, oh, and yeah. We're sort yeah. of out. I've got a couple of those stories. 
Dave, I've got to go piss, man. Go for it. <laughs> do a spiel or something. What? I, don't, I don't even know what a spiel I'll is. Do spiels, but, but yeah, I'll be go back for it. in one.